This is the Drusha summary for Parshas Vayera 2022. What was the point? What was the purpose? What was God's intention with commanding this great trial of Avraham? The Akedas Yitzchak, a trial which caused so much agony, so much sacrifice, that asked so much of Avraham and Yitzchak and caused them so much distress. Why would God command this? What was God's intention when he commanded Avraham to take his son, the son that he loves, and bring him as a sacrifice? So says the Rambam in Mor Nevuchim, the Akedah was supposed to be a sign, a testimony to the nations of the world of what it means to love Hashem and what it means to live a life of being submissive and subservient to the divine command. It was, in a word, a Kiddush Hashem. And think about what a Kiddush Hashem it would be. Here is Avraham. Avraham, who everyone knew, the person who kept the doors of his home open, welcoming in every stranger. Avraham preaching monotheism. This was Avraham, someone who everyone knew how much he prayed for, and he longed for to have a son, the son who was not only the key to his legacy, but the future of Kalal Yisrael. And in a moment, Avraham would take this son, when God commanded him, and bring him as a sacrifice. Is there a greater testament to Kiddush Hashem? Is there a greater act of Kiddush Hashem than the Akedas Yitzchak? And this is the reason, says Mor Nevuchim, says the Rambam, why Avraham was tested, why Hashem commanded Avraham in the Akedah to demonstrate not only the loyalty of Avraham, but to make a Kiddush Hashem with Avraham's tenacious commitment to Torah in the divine command. This is the reason we have the Akedah, to make this Kiddush Hashem. Except, it didn't work. It didn't work. If you look at the Midrashim, and I'm just going to quote one of them, look at how the world perceived this heroic Kiddush Hashem of Avraham. Says the Midrash, Balo Samael, come Samael, supposed to be the, the angel of the na nations of the world, the angel of Satan, the angel of the other. He comes to Avraham, Vino so he says to Avraham, Saba, Saba, old man, old man, already in a very derogatory way. Of Avodas Libcha, have you lost your heart? Have you lost your mind? Ben Shanat Lechalimeyashana, the son who was only given to you after a hundred years of begging, and a hundred years of pleading, and a hundred years of longing. At the Holy Lishchoto, now you're going to go and shecht him? Which, which Avram responded, Amanaskin. This is what I'm going to do. This was the command. And he says, if, you, if, if there was more, if there was a bigger, bigger test, could you withstand that? Let me tell you, said Samuel. Let me tell you, say the nations of the world, this is what we now think of you, Avraham. They're going to say about Avraham, you're a murderer. You're the murderer of your own son. How could you, Avram? You're a murderer. You murdered your own son. And what's unbelievable about this is that not only are they laughing and scoffing at him, but they're saying to him, you're a hypocrite. You are the man who taught us about monotheism. 
You are the man who told us and introduced us the idea that child sacrifice is blasphemous. This is the offer to introduce ethics into our lives. You're a hypocrite. Avram at that moment was not just losing his son, but in the words of Ray Soloveitchik, he risked losing his entire world, all that he lived for, all that he fought for, all that he sacrificed for, all that he talked of, all that he dreamed of would vanish. The Akedah would take it all away. Rather than being a Kiddush Hashem, this would be a Chil Hashem, a tremendous desecration of God's name undermining his mission, as the nations of the world would cynically point out just how hypocritical Abraham is. All about pre presenting and projecting an image, while in reality he is no different than us. This is not a Kiddush Hashem. In fact, this is actually the quintessential definition and example when the Gemara describes what is a Chil Hashem. Look what the Gemara says. Listen to this Gemara. Says the Gemara, V'yahaft es Hashem lokecha. Do you know what a Kiddush Hashem is? So the verse tells us, love Hashem your God. And it's not enough, tells the, says the Gemara. Not enough just to love God, but Yishem Shemayim is Hav al Yadra. You have to live a life that engenders a reaction on, upon others, that when they see you, they too want to love God. It's through you they see the way in which you act, they too want to love God. You should be well-learned. You should teach. Spend time engaging with wise people. But also, you should act ethically and act in a way that's with uh in a way that's that's comport yourself in a nice, calm demeanor. And what's gonna happen, Mahabriya's Omer, what are, what's everyone going to say when they see you act that way? Ashray of Shalam do Torah. Praiseworthy is the father who taught this man Torah. Ashri Rabu Shalam do Torah. Praiseworthy is the Rebbe, the teacher who taught this man Torah. Look at this person who learns Torah. Look at this person who embodies Torah. How pleasant are his ways. How sweet are his ways. Upon this person, the Torah says, Through this person, says God, I am glorified. And that's a Kiddush Hashem. Someone who lives a way which causes others to love God. Someone who lives a way which causes others to say, how beautiful is the Torah, look how beautiful, look how sweet this person is. And now, for our sake, what happens when the opposite happens? What happens when someone lives in a way in which they may learn Torah and teach Torah, but they don't act, they don't speak with nachas and mabrios, and they don't act ethically, says the Gemara, Woe is to you who learns Torah. Oh, Woe is to his father who taught him Torah. Oh, Torah. Woe is to the Rebbe who taught him Torah. Ploni Shalome Torah. This person who learns Torah, Look how wrong and broken are his ways. Look how crooked are his ways. Says the Gemara. Says the Gemara. When you live in a way which causes people. To say, this is Torah. This is Hashem. Abraham, this is the monotheism you've been preaching. This is the ethics you've been preaching. This is what the Torah demands, child sacrifice. How wrong is it? How crooked is it? That is a chil Hashem. A chil Hashem of epic proportions. And how could it be? 
How could God's intention of what was going to be a Kiddush Hashem be such a Chil Hashem? And I want to take it one step further because it wasn't just the nations of the world who were asking these questions. This is Torah. This is Hashem. This is monotheism. This is ethics. Is this really what the Torah demands? You see, for three days, while Avram journeyed to that mountain, for three days while he went to the mountain, he too was living with this doubt, with a torrential outpouring of grief, of uncertainty, asking himself, am I doing the right thing? How is it that everyone else around me seems to be thinking that I am wrong? Perhaps they're right and I am wrong. How can it be that this command goes against my own moral instincts? To sacrifice my own son? For three agonizing days, not only was he watching his reputation disappear, his life's mission evaporate, but he too was experiencing tremendous doubt. He was experiencing so much doubt when he saw that the exact opposite of what he thought the stated goal of the Kiddush Hashem was, was being accomplished, a chil Hashem, a mockery of, of God's command, when he too felt like the Torah of the loving God seemed to have, and the God of the, who commanded this seemed to be commanding something that goes against what his moral instincts demanded of him. How could it have gone so wrong, therefore? What happened to the Kiddush Hashem? How could it be? And the answer is that this was not a Chil Hashem. Despite what the cynics and the scoffers claimed, despite their contempt for Avraham, despite the fact that everyone around him was saying, Avraham, you're a fraud, you're a hypocrite, this was still a Kiddush Hashem. And that is precisely the point that Hashem was teaching Avraham and all of us. Because we often bandy about the terms Kiddush Hashem and Chil Hashem. When other Jews do things that make us proud, we say, what a Kiddush Hashem. I want to be associated with that person. He makes us proud. He makes us look good. That's such a Kiddush Hashem. And when other Jews do the opposite, when they embarrass us, when they act unbecoming, when they take positions that are not popular with gen the general society, when we are embarrassed to be associated, we rush to defend ourselves and our life, and we so often decry the great Chil Hashem that it is occurring. However, the lesson of the Akedah is that a Kiddush Hashem and Chil Hashem are not to be defined but by what makes us comfortable and uncomfortable. By the people who we want to be associated with and the people who we don't want to be associated with. By what embarrasses us and what makes us proud. Kiddush Hashem is not defined when we're able to espouse values that perfectly align with the values of the surrounding society. And it's not a Chil Hashem. It's not a Chil Hashem when the Torah says something that is unpopular with the current cultural sentiment. A Kiddush Hashem is when we follow and listen to Hashem's command. And a Chil Hashem is when we reject it. The nations of the world may scoff. They may laugh. They may cynically point out how immoral and hypocritical Avram was to sacrifice his son. But the fact that in the face of these detractors of doing what he himself thought was intuitively, intuitively wrong, that he found the capacity and the ability to follow God's command, that was the greatest Kiddush Hashem. The fact that he was principled, that he did not capitulate to the arguments 
the teasing, the protest of the people around him, that is the definition of a Kiddush Hashem. Because a Kiddush Hashem, a sanctification of God's name, is when we fulfill the will of God, regardless of the names, the taunts, the protests, the jeers, the, and everything else that we have to endure. However, it is also critical to recognize that this doesn't mean Avraham didn't struggle with this test. This doesn't mean that Avraham wasn't tormented by the very command. He was. He struggled with what he felt was intuitively wrong and what instinctively repulsed him. And not only was this struggle legitimate, but Ravarin Lichtenstein argues it was actually the sign of his greatness, that he, was, that he had the ability to cultivate a sensitivity that bothered him so much by this command that showed his greatness. Writes Rav Lichtenstein in, in By His Light, the task before us is multifaceted. As those who educate towards Yerushalayim, we must communicate the message of the Akedah boldly, loudly, and clearly. The message of the Akedah of sacrifice, of the Kiddush Hashem, of fulfilling the divine command regardless. However, he writes, and this is so crucial, on the other hand, as those who seek to ingrain moral sensitivity in ourselves and in our children, we need not dismiss the ambivalence the difficulties and the contradictions. We need not wish away Avraham's three days of spiritual groping. We need not dismiss the wrestling and grappling as being a reflection of poor Yiras Shemayim, of spiritual shallowness, of a lack of frumkeit. Inasmuch as goodness itself is, inherent, is an inherent component of frumkeit, the goodness which is at the root of the problem, struggle and tension is itself part of Yiras Shemayim, and a legitimate part. It's crucial. I want to highlight that. That this is part, a legitimate part, the struggles, the tensions, the problems, the ambivalence, is part of the Yiras Shemayim, the fear of heaven. If the sense of moral goodness is legitimate, continues of Lichtenstein, if the sense of moral goodness is legitimate, then the questing and the grappling are also legitimate. But of course, he writes, the resolution must be clear. And the grappling must all be done within the parameters of the understanding. However much I wrestle, I do not for a moment question the authenticity or the authority of the command. I do not judge God. I assume a priori that his deeds are perfect for all his ways are just. A faithful God without iniquity, righteousness, and upright is he. If he commands take your son and offer him as a sacrifice, then it must be good in a sense which perhaps at the moment I do not understand. But within the context of my a priori obedient submission, I may try to understand, I may grope, I may ask, and I ultimately seek resolution. And that is our task as a Jew, to recognize that our mission is to make a Kiddush Hashem by being principled, moral, and following Hashem's will, but to let Hashem defined, define what is that will. To let Hashem define what is a Kiddush Hashem and what is a Chil Hashem. And then to recognize that it's okay to struggle with these definitions. It's positive to feel the tension, the ambivalence. It's positive to grope as we seek that resolution. And then ultimately in the face of the uncertainty, 
in the face of the noise and the claims and the protests and the jeering of all those around us to have the capacity to bow our heads in submission to the divine will and command and to say, I'm going to do because it is a Kiddush Hashem to follow God's command, even if you around me think otherwise. I will, def I will let Hashem define what is a Kiddush Hashem and I will let Hashem define what is a Chilul Hashem. And if we can find the capacity to do this, then we too can make the greatest Kiddush Hashem. Good Shabbos.